Hey, 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 welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Today I'm going to replay another episode. This one is the one on lifestyle creep that I did back in April. And let me tell you, back in April when I was three or so months into working with just ADHD clients, I had a suspicion that lifestyle creep was going to be an issue. And after having a pretty good year here and uh, working with a lot of folks with ADHD and their money, I can confirm with you, it's an issue. So lifestyle creep is most certainly an issue. Money is coming in. It's going out. We make more money. We spend more money. We just really struggle to increase that gap between what we make and what we spend, which is indeed our savings. A lot of people out there are great earners. A lot of people with ADHD are great earners, but just not good savers. We know this. We've been talking about this. So I think it's a good time for a little reminder about lifestyle creep. So enjoy this replay back from April. We'll be getting some more new content out for you very soon. All right, guys, enjoy it. So lifestyle creep, what the heck is lifestyle creep, otherwise known as lifestyle inflation? This is when your lifestyle gets more expensive. And why does your lifestyle get more expensive? Well, it gets more expensive because, you know, life gets more expensive as you get older, as you want more things. And we naturally want to enjoy our life more. So it typically happens when we get a raise or we fall into some money. What do you do when you get a raise? Do you see that extra money and do your eyes light up with excitement about the prospect of getting a bigger apartment or a bigger car or a nicer house? And you know, this is all fine and good as long as we do it in an orderly and controlled way. The problem is when you aren't increasing your savings with your ever-increasing list of expenses. And I get it that the modern world isn't really helping. I mean, every single day, there's a new awesome thing. There's a new awesome Instagram or Facebook ad that shows you the thing that is just the thing you've been looking for and gadgets and clothes and toys and all this stuff is constantly thrown in our face and we just want it all. The innovation and convenience and niceties of this modern world that are on offer are literally just like endless. It's endless temptation. When you have ADHD, it's so freaking hard to just say no sometimes. Yes, it's tempting to constantly be increasing and improving our level of comfort and our lifestyle. But just like our hand that got burned without us ever realizing it, we may wake up at age 40 and look out the window of our 4,000 square foot home, see the nice BMW in the driveway and the nice big yard and go downstairs and cook our premium weekly breakfast delivery that costs us 200 bucks a week and turn on our three Roombas to clean that massive downstairs and put on the robot mop and turn on our 80-inch OLED TV that costs us $5,000 and sit on the couch, I mean our $5,000 massage chair, and open up our bank account. And what do we see? Oh, not a whole lot of savings. Open up our 401k, not seeing the biggest number. Open up our credit card statement, oh, pretty big balance. You're still paycheck to paycheck. And this is an extreme example of income creep. If you are increasing your expenses and lifestyle at the same rate as your income, well, you're not going anywhere. You're running on a treadmill. You aren't making any actual progress. You can have all the nice things in the world, but literally still be poor because you have no ability to go on a huge vacation when your friend asks you to because you have no money in the bank. You are likely buying things that aren't really aligned with your values 
And you definitely aren't buying back time and freedom, which is what savings and investments and wealth actually buys you, which is why money can't buy happiness, but it can definitely make happiness easier to find in life. And once you've upgraded your life to the point of having the really nice car and the huge house, well, guess what? Try going back to the small house. You're not going to be able to fit all your stuff. You're going to have to sell all of your things, go to the smaller house. And it's just a non-starter for most people. And part of the challenge is the difficulty of being able to look around. And I am so very guilty of this all the time. I've gotten a lot better at it, but looking around and taking stock and being grateful for what you do have and hanging on to the excitement and promise of reaching forward and making progress towards a long-term goal that you don't need to have now that you're saving for that will be truly rewarding to know that your hard work got you that longer-term goal that is truly aligned with your values. So how do you know if you're falling into lifestyle creep or have already fallen into lifestyle creep? One way to know for sure is if you are making a lot more money than you ever thought you would need to make to be happy when you first got into the workforce and you still have limited savings and investments and you look around you and you see a lot of stuff. All right, so in other words, what level of pay would you have been over the moon about when you first started working? You would have had everything that you needed to feel comfortable, to be happy, to have a life that you were proud of. How much money are you making now? And so where's the difference? Where did it go? What did it buy you? Did it buy you investments for retirement? Did it buy you the ability to fund an education account for your kids? Did it buy you a fake dream vacation that you've been wanting to go on for your entire life? Or did it buy you a three-car garage house with 4,000 square feet and all the nicest things in the world that you hardly ever use anymore? When you're making more money and you get a raise, what you want to do is increase the gap between your income and your expenses. You can still have nice things and, and increase your lifestyle, but you have to also remember to increase your savings. So spending more of your money towards long-term investments, assuming you don't have credit card debt to tackle first or the need to build an emergency fund first, that is what's going to be the thing that buys you freedom, time, independence, peace of mind, flexibility and build wealth to hand off to a future generation, generational wealth. Has your family you know, struggled with poverty over the past few generations? You know, Are you going to be the one to end that? Lifestyle creep can make you feel rich, but not really be rich. So what does ADHD have to do with this? Well, nothing necessarily, because lifestyle creep most certainly is not restricted to ADHDers. But I would venture to guess that we are more susceptible to falling into lifestyle creep faster more randomly, more rapidly. And, you know, we're not really the greatest planners at a base level. And of course, I don't know, somewhat notorious for impulsive spending and being avoiding things we need to do and not acting until there's, you know, a gun held to our head or, you know, a really, really hard deadline. But let me tell you one deadline you do not want, and I assure you, you do not want is the money running out deadline or the financial disaster deadline. So the sooner you recognize lifestyle creep and put in a place, a plan and systems to prevent it and address it, the absolute better. So after a quick word from our sponsor, I'll share with you my experience with income creep and how it's affected me and affects me to this day. And then I'll share with you ideas on how to address it. So stay with me, guys. Hey, so I'm Dave DeWitt. I am the host of this podcast. and I am the sponsor of this podcast. And look, if you're committed to improving your relationship with money and having a financial plan 
that will help you create the life you want and a planner and coach who meets you where you are on your journey, who understands the ADHD struggle and is committed to your success. If that sounds like something that you would benefit from, then I definitely encourage you to head on over to dewittcm.com slash ADHD, also in the show notes, and see what it's all about. You can book a discovery session with me, which will really just be an awesome conversation between you and myself, where we chat about ADHD, what's important to you, where you are today, where you want to go, and there's no obligations, no pressure ever. So I work best with ADHDers who already know the value of structure and accountability and who are committed to crafting a brighter future for themselves. When you work with me, we'll develop a plan which includes budgeting, saving, investing, and a lot more. We'll implement it together and we'll go as fast or as slow as you want. We'll meet monthly to execute on it every step of the way. Again, visit dewittcm.com slash ADHD. You can also find the link in the show notes. Alrighty, guys, let's get back to the show. So how has lifestyle creep affected me? Well, I will tell you, and maybe this is a window into how other ADHDers have experienced it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just me. But anyways, at my old job, my first job out of college, I was making a lot less money than I do now. And I was remarkably frugal. I saved diligently. And it was also at this time that I was becoming very fascinated, borderline obsessed, borderline very hyper-focused, well, definitely very hyper-focused on the stock market and investing and trading and learning. This is when I decided I wanted to try and get my CFA and whatever. So I saved a lot of money every single paycheck and put it into my brokerage account and I was doing stuff with investing and stocks and stuff, which honestly, I should have been putting it into a Roth and making sure I was investing long-term, but that's neither here nor there. I was young, I was making mistakes, but I was learning. We'll just let that slide for now, okay? So anyways, the point was I was frugal, I was saving. So my old man plucked me from that job and hired me to work as a financial advisor for him. And this was six years ago and my pay increased a fair bit right away. And I don't know what happened, but something like became triggered in my head where like, I guess I thought I made it. I don't know. I guess I made it. And I guess something triggered in me where I could start spending a little bit of money. And so it just started small, but it started snowballing. And so like within two years, I bought a house. I fully furnished that house. I got a new car. I joined a country club. Oh man, it's so funny to say. I was showing off. I don't know. But what happened? Why did I go from one extreme to the other? And why so fast? Like, is it just 50 shades of Dave? Like I go from frugal, frugal, frugal. That's who I am. That's what I am. I'm a frugal guy making $40,000 and I'm frugal as crap. Okay, I don't honestly don't really know. But what's for sure is, you know, I never ever stopped to pause and reflect whether it was me being frugal. Why was I being frugal? I don't know. And when I was, not being frugal, I don't know. I just was doing it. And I should have paused and reflected, but that's the challenge of ADHD. We just don't pause and we don't reflect. I was just doing things and assuming that it would work out in the future. I was in a job where my income could increase rapidly. It was all up to me. I was in control. I was going to be fine. But it wasn't until I was in an actual pinch that I realized there was an actual serious problem. And, and this was when scaling back was not easy. Like I said before, once you're living the high life, Going in reverse is not easy. And so maybe for like non-ADHDers, income creep is typically more of an actual creep. Mine was more like a race to the finish. So, you know, I was saving way more actual dollars. So I was saving way more actual dollars per month when my income was way less. And now that it's a lot higher, I was unable to save as much because my lifestyle. That goes back to the point we talked about several episodes ago where it doesn't really matter how much money you make, it's about how much money you save. 
Okay. So anyways, I'm going to share with you all the sacrifices that I have made since then to actually downsize my lifestyle in a different episode. I think that would be a good topic. So anyways, that's my experience. So are you falling into the trap? And if you are, here's what I think you can consider doing to help get yourself going in the right direction and undoing or preventing lifestyle creepage. So number one, track your spending. Tracking your spending is going to help you stay aware of where your money is going and be able to detect dangerous and destructive spending patterns. You know, my favorite thing is to put a piece of paper on your counter, write down every single day what you spent money on, do that for two months. You'll be amazed at the sort of differences that happen just from doing that or get an app and do it. But I prefer pen and paper for the first couple of months. Next, have short-term goals to keep yourself fired up and moving forward and tie it to a long-term goal, but keep it short to make it feel and seem achievable. So like maybe for 2022, make it your goal to max out your retirement contribution to your Roth IRA. Then make that your goal for 2023 or break it down even further and make your goal to save $500 per month into your Roth, which will max it out. And just remember, compound interest is like magic. And so like if you save $6,000 a year in a Roth for 10 years, earning 7%, that ends after 10 years with $94,000, okay? Well, that's pretty cool. I will take that, right? Okay, how about 20 years? 20 years, that's $269,000. Go for 30 years, that's $612,000. Go for 40 years, that's $1.3 million. So you go for 40 years from year 30 to year 40, you double your money. 10 extra years doubles your money. You just have to start like yesterday. And that's what everyone always says, but like it's really just true. It's just the way it is. You have to start like yesterday. Here's another idea. When you get a raise, celebrate, go all out, but go all out once, not all year long with more spending. Next, revisit your values. What do you want your money to do for you? Provide safety, stability, independence, freedom, ease your day-to-day stress, or do you want it to get you Chick-fil-A four times a week? I mean, if that's what you really want, then go for it, but just figure out what you really, really want. So make a list of wants that are important to you and spend on them. Then make a list of things that don't bring you true value, a do not buy list, and don't spend money on those things. Okay, next, every time you get a raise, increase your savings rate. You can take home more and enjoy your raise and increase your lifestyle, but do it after you've already increased your savings rate so you're at least paying yourself first. So if you consistently increase your savings rate, you'll stay ahead of lifestyle creep. Along those same lines, set up a saving system where you're saving towards your goals right off the top of your paychecks. This way, whatever actually hits your checking account is your money to do whatever you want with. You know you already saved, so you don't have to worry about it. So that might be, you know, taking the Roth example before, setting up an auto transfer of a hundred bucks from each paycheck to your Roth every single month or every single two weeks, whatever your payment schedule is. I think this is generally the cleanest and most efficient and ADHD friendly style of budgeting and savings where you pay yourself first, everything that hits your checking account is free money, do whatever you want with. Once it's gone, it's gone. Next, who are you surrounded by? This one's an interesting one. If you have friends that go out every weekend and love to do expensive things, be honest with yourself and determine if it's best for you to be hanging around them all the time. I get that this can be difficult to grapple with, but just take stock and be aware. Or maybe your best friend pushes you to save everything every single month. In that case, we love that friend. He's a great friend and I endorse you keeping that friend. Okay, next, having a plan beforehand. Yes, having a plan beforehand. I know planning is hard, but you know, with this podcast, 
you can get some ideas. You can really think about your goals and just like, I don't know, write in your calendar. I'm going to make a plan today. I'm going to spend, you know, this is my make a plan day, financial plan day, set up the plan, set up the system. Cause once the system is set up, you have to do like work to ruin the system. So even just thinking about what you think you should do before you get your next raise, you know, I think that alone raises the likelihood that you'll make a good decision. In fact, just knowing about income creep by listening to this podcast will help you. So I'm happy you're here. Anyways, work on your mindset. That's the next thing I'm going to say. And the last thing I'm going to say, when you come into money and get a raise, what is the first thought that comes into your mind? What is the first thought? You might be thinking, what can I buy? But you should be thinking, or you could try consider thinking, what debt can I pay down? What goal can I save for? How much money will I have in 10 years if I invest it? Like in that example above, or 20 years. Or maybe if you're young and you have 40 years, maybe you could think, wow, I'll be a millionaire in 40 years. All right, now we have one more thing to talk about, actually. Okay, one more thing. The three biggest culprits of lifestyle creep. Number one, housing. Okay, so what's a normal housing life cycle? You graduate college and move into an apartment with some buddies and you're paying 200 bucks a month or whatever it is. At some point, you find the guy or gal of your dreams. You move into an apartment together. You split it like 600 bucks a month. No big deal. Okay. Then you get married. Then it's a starter home. Now you're paying $1,000 a month. You have a couple kids. So you buy your forever home. There you go. You're done. You can give yourself permission to stop there. You don't need to go and buy your forever, 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 forever home. The next culprit is cars. You don't need a very expensive car. Avoid getting the nicest car because then you'll never want to go back to a not nice car. But spending more than like 500 bucks per month on a car is, in my opinion, is just not necessary unless it's a drop in the bucket for you, unless you are literally a car person to your bones and you just want cars and you need to have cars. That's fine. Pull back somewhere else. In general, I would say no more than 10% of your take-home pay should ever really go towards a car. That's including insurance and gas. So if you take home $4,000 per month, you shouldn't really put more than $400 towards transportation. You just can't afford the Mercedes. I'm sorry. You'll have the nicest car but you won't be able to afford to go to your best friend's destination wedding. What's more important? You can always stay home and zoom in from your Mercedes in the driveway. If that's what you want, that's what you can do. So the other big lifestyle creep culprit is food. Food. We've talked about this before. You go from the discount grocery store when you're young and you're just trying to you know, put bread on the table and you're from your first job and then you get your starter home. You go to Whole Foods and then you want the meal kits. You eat out a few times a week. And before you know it, you're dropping over $1,000 per month or more or a lot more even I've seen on food. And if you're a foodie and it's your life, again, go for it. Spend lavishly on what really matters to you. And I'm not the person to tell you what really matters to you. That is up for you to decide. Go for it. Find what doesn't matter to you and pull back somewhere else. Okay, so that does it for this week, guys. Lifestyle creep. Don't do it. Remember, true wealth you cannot see. It's what you keep, not what car you drive or how big your house is. It's freedom, more time, more stability, more independence, more time for your loved ones. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Hey, you notice there's not a listener question segment anymore? It's because my listener questions have dried up. I don't know what happened, guys. Do not enjoy the show. I need to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Ask me a question. Just let me hear from you. Am I doing a good job? I need to know. I don't know. I have all these self-doubts. I'm ADHD. I'm, I'm like you. Come on. Let's do it. All right. All right. We'll talk to you next week.